You're listening to the Prayer Storm Podcast. We pray that this teaching blesses you, challenges you, and equips you, leaving you ignited for all that God has for you. Don't forget to check out James Laderin's book, Life on Fire, which is out now. You can find this and more at prayerstorm.org, or you can click the link in the description below. Hello and welcome to Prayer Storm TV. I'm so excited about today's interview and conversation. Guess who I have in the studio with me? It's Apostle Orome Osai, all the way from Makodi, Nigeria. And we're right here in Manchester. How amazing is that, Apostle? Thank you for having me. It's uh, good to be in Manchester. It's always wonderful to be in the United Kingdom. Last time we had a conversation like this, I was on the stage at the new building that's just been opened in Makodi, and we had an incredible time. That video has blessed so many people. That short time of just talking to you about some of the journey that led to the, you know, some of the explosions that God started to bring to the ministry. Yes, uh, I believe it's uh, a sign about uh, the new phase that God has brought a lot of us into and that new phase has to do with actualizing God's intent in the nations of the world. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that building is a sign it pointing a sign. to that season where God's emphasis in the nations uh, will be intensified and functionaries will rise from different places to herald the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. You know, one thing I really love about you is several things is obviously your heart for prayer. But having listened to your messages, I could feel the spirit behind the message. You know, sometimes people can speak and you can pick the spirit of the speaker and someone else can say the exact same thing, but a totally different spirit. So there are things that you said that I don't know if, or there are things you say, or there are things you preach, and I'm not sure if many people capture that. And one of the things I capture is the heart of a missionary. Like, you want to invade territories for God. So the first time you came to the United Kingdom was two years ago. And it was just good for me, I've been listening to you several times, to hear the journey to get to the United Kingdom in terms of the words that God's been speaking to you. And uh, I want you to share some of that journey because I know some of it started in Israel. And so can you just give us a bit of a backdrop? Why are you in the United Kingdom? How did you end up here? And what are the things that the Lord has spoken to you? Well, I, um, like I said in most of my stories that people have heard, I was not in Israel, but in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And I had an encounter with Jesus. And he um, gave me a word that has two sections. And that was 2009. He said, I should focus on spreading the revival among the youth of Nigeria. And if I'm faithful in achieving that, he will open the gates of nations to me. So from 2009 to 2019, that was my job description. Uh, on the 16th of August, 2019, I had another encounter mm. from the Lord, and he requested that I resign from my secular job to become a full-time minis- uh, missionary mm. going from nation to nation. 
And then when I pressed further, it became clear that the first nation on the list was the United Kingdom. Wow. Wow. So I, when I came into this place the first time, um, uh, I knew that I had stepped on the soil of one of the fields of mission that God has approved me to function in. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, the insight about the mission field is that a mighty move of the Spirit is ordained by God to visit these lands. Mm -hmm. And um, His hand is so, so stretched forth over the United Kingdom right now. Wow. And there's something supernatural He wants to do to bring the hearts of men and women back to him. Wow, wow, that's incredible. I want to delve deeper, but I might need to go back just a bit because I remember hearing you talk about uh, an experience you had where the Lord uh, highlighted to you some nations. And if I'm correct, that was in Israel. Where Brazil. Went, what, sorry, Brazil. Brazil, my bad. Yes, Brazil. I've heard too many stories. The Israel one was something else as well. Yes, the Israel <laughs> one was something else. Then the Dubai one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Brazil. The Brazil. Yeah, because yeah. you couldn't sleep at night and you spent some time praying. And then you went into... Can you just kind of give a backdrop to that? Because I want people to understand that it wasn't just the case of you just feeling God speaking to you once about the United Kingdom. It, it, some things had been going on for a while, and I think that experience is quite critical. Okay, I traveled to um, Brazil using South African Airways. So you leave Lagos, you go to Johannesburg, and then from Johannesburg, you fly down to uh, Sao Paulo. And that's 10 hours, 50 minutes flight. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the time I arrived, Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, my time, my body clock had not adjusted. So I was awake when people went to sleep and I felt sleepy when people were awake. So I decided to convert my sleeplessness to prayer. And when I pray, I would fall into a trance. So I saw 13 men high into the heavens wearing something like linen garment. So let's just pause and explain. Okay. When you say you fall into a trance, trance is different to a vision. Yes. Can you kind of just explain to us your trance experience? Yes. What, what was okay. happening to you physically in the moment? When you, uh, the difference between a vision and a trance is this, the, a, a vision, you will still be awake and aware where when the vision will come to you, it's like a snapshot, it's like, yeah, you, you just see through the Holy Ghost. But in a trance, an anointing comes upon you that puts you to sleep. Mm. Puts you to sleep for like seven seconds, for like 12 seconds. And the moment the trance is accomplished, you will see it while you are dozing off. And the moment the message is communicated, it is lifted and you, you wow. become aware of yourself. Wow. So that's the experience. And that's why the Bible calls it falling into a trance. It's like ah. you sleep and the vision comes. And the moment the vision, the vision is taken away, you are restored to consciousness. Wow. So that was the kind of experience that I had. And I saw 12 men high up into the heavens wearing linen, white linen. Hmm. And the tour guide that was um, 
instructing me and explaining what it meant, said this is, these are the spirits of just men made perfect. And he pointed to one of the men and said, that's John Knox. So these were intercessors that labored on the continent of Europe. Mm. And they were, they were asking God, because they were saying that there were several things God promised them while they were intercessors that have not yet happened in Europe. Mm. So they were asking God for performance. Wow. And their voices echoed through heaven. And on the strength of this request that they were making, a committee was set up, uh, a five-member committee. I could only recognize Abraham and Joel. And uh, they were set up to look into the demands of uh, John Knox and his intercessory colleagues, the demands they were making. And angels were attached to the committee that could run errands for the committee. And uh, I saw the angel that was going to Africa. Mm. And there was this strange kind of lamp that the angel was given to identify those from the continent of Africa that could serve as functionaries to um, satisfy the demands of the intercessors. Mm. And I, uh, they were looking for yellow. The moment the angel lifts the lamp, colors will appear on people's heads. Mm. But they were looking for yellow, and I noticed that yellow was quite scarce wow. on, on the continent. I still don't know what yellow means anyway, but they were looking for yellow. Uh, somehow, as I continued in prayer night after night, the trance would come. The same one, so was it like you'd you, you had this same repeated experience, or was it continuation? Yes, continuation. Time? So you carried on from where you left yes, off? Yes, 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 wow. continuation. The trance, I, I fall into a trance, and it happened consistently for like five days. Wow. And I, I, I thought, okay, it was a permanent thing. On the sixth day, I prayed, and there was no trance. <laughs> so it was a sovereign. God sovereign, was the one yes, initiating it. Was, it was the one initiating it. And... You know, screening after screening took place, and at the end of the day, I survived. I survived the screening wow. to the final stage, and there were other people, other functionaries too that survived. So when, when you say screening, was it just that they were just shining the lamp across the continent? Shining the lamp across the continent, and they picked people that had yellow. Mm. So all these guys that had yellow on their heads were brought into the pool, mm. and then from that point, the screening began and. People were eliminated, wow. eliminated, eliminated. Could you tell what was eliminating some? Uh, I, w I almost got eliminated, actually. And could you tell why? No. Wow. I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I almost got eliminated. One of the members of the committee, who wasn't Abraham or Joel, was the one that spoke so strongly about me. And uh, that's how I crossed that stage. There were like five stages. Uh, and then the last stage, I was excellent. Wow. So the previous stage, there was contention about my eligibility. And then the next stage, I was, I was excellent. So you now walk into a machine, something that looked like a machine. And then uh, when you come out on the other side, there is a printout that comes from a particular piece. So is that the final stage of the screening? Yes, yes you, you walk through the machine, and then when you walk to the other side, there's a printout. 
a printout that contains the nations that you have been sent to. And the first on my printout was the United Kingdom, the next was Ghana, and the next was South Africa. And was that the first time you'd received direct revelation that you are being sent to the United Kingdom? No, that's not the first time. Well, that's not the first time. But was that one of the most I, spectacular experiences? That was, it was too spectacular, it's too clear, it's too direct. Wow. So it just came. And, and when that printout came, I didn't have any minister friend in the United Kingdom mm -hmm. that would want to invite me. Uh, uh, I, I didn't have, know anybody in Ghana. I didn't know anyone in South Africa. So it was going to be purely sovereign. Wow. And, wow. and I tell you, it, it has been sovereign. Wow. No phone calls, no, no manipulations. No manipulations. <laughs> Everything has worked out according to God's See, will. that's what I love about God and doing things God's way. When God initiates relationships, when God initiates certain things, he is the one that maintains it because you are not involved. Because these days, you know, in ministry, sometimes people use their own connections and abilities to almost manipulate their way into influence and open doors. And if you're watching, <laughs> that's not the way to do it. Let God give you the stage. Let God open the door. That's exactly what he did for you in 2019. You know, minister, Dr. Shola, invited you for, for an event. He had no idea about the history and the words of God. And it was through that I actually heard about you. And do you know, I used to work for the Nigerian government. So um, I applied for UK visa twice, and it was declined. Mm. I had letters from the government. I had all kinds of documentation. My documentation was perfect. There was nothing. No, I was good. I had the funding. I had the, the money that was needed. I had all the documents to show that I was tied to Nigeria. I had a powerful job, and I had letters from powerful people. They were all declined. Wow. Until when the season came. Wow. In my own opinion, I made mistakes on my application. Uh, application. The application that got me the visa, I, I, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. not as perfect as the, the previous, previous ones, yes. but I got. But you got it, because it was God ordained. God ordained. So no manipulation, nothing. Everything just came out by the hand of God. Amazing. Now. I found out that if God has a plan and you use the flesh to mm. fast track it, mm. you are likely to arrive before time. Mm. And when you do that, if you appear suddenly, you will disappear <laughs> suddenly. God help us. Wow. Now, let me now go back to something you said that I want to dig deeper in. You, 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 I've heard you make these kind of statements that it is the time for the United Kingdom. Like, God is going to... Can you kind of just give us some insight into the specific words you've had, the context where you've received those words for this nation? Because the way you communicate them with, is with such assurance, like you've seen something, you've heard something. Can you kind of give us some insight into that? Last summer I was in the United Kingdom and going by the encounter I had seeing John Knox, and I knew that John Knox lived... So going by the encounter you had in Brazil. Brazil. Yes and seeing John Knox, I knew that um, John Knox labored in Scotland 
So I began to trace my way to Scotland and I found out that he uh, was in Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. So I went to Edinburgh and I went in search of anything that was linked to him. And fortunately for me, I stumbled on his house. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, you know, the tour guide took us around and said, this is where he was, this is this, this is that. And they had some documentary and some things and you you know that they were showing us but when i got to his room i felt a fire drop on my head mm. and the fire burned for 45 minutes mm. so when i went back i began to make some inquiries hey because i told my wife i was talking to her from the room that there's something living in this space. <laughs> so, and f fire was kindled on my head. And I went back to press, and then I found out that uh, that was a deposit from his essence. Mm. And uh, it's a further implication of the fact that uh, I have received resources that came from this land, so I will have to be in this land. I have to labor. Yes in this land. So that became clear. Then I found out that um, from that time, I began to sense a cry mm. in the spirit mm. for a move of the hand of God in the United Kingdom. Mm. And many times when I minister on, on platforms in this nation, I see that fire coming down. Mm. I see it coming down. And it's so strong. It's so strong. It's something that I cannot, I cannot forget. The fire wow. is intense. Meanwhile, um, I've, I've seen the move of God in, in places before, and the visions of fire I see in those places was not up to what I saw concerning the United Kingdom. And there, there, there was a mighty move of God in, in those, those places. places. And what you saw in the spirit concerning the United Kingdom was greater yes, yes. than what you'd seen in previous, even though you saw moves of God there. Yes. Wow. Yes. So um, I'm so sure that there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Amen. Amen. Now, you and I know when God starts to speak like that, that means it is time for generating prayer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God cannot be given prophetic words. If I, I, I put this way, prophecy is invitation to intercession. Yes, right. So when God is stirring like that, and I feel it right now as you're sharing that, there is such a stirring, a demand being placed on the land. The people of God in the land say, it's time to grab hold of these words and launch into the deep like never before. Contend, lay hold of the horns of the altar now. I want to go back to an experience you had in London because you've often said you step into places and you can sense spiritual atmosphere. In fact, before we even talk about that experience in London, can you just explain that gifting that you have? Uh, I believe it's a gift of uh, discernment of spirit. And uh, I also believe I was given this equipment because of my job description for the kingdom, which has to do with a lot of spiritual warfare mm -hmm. and to dismantle satanic strongholds. Uh, so that's one of the, the utensils that God has made available. So it's, it's a gift. Mm -hmm. And this gift, I believe, 
started operating uh, in my life quite significantly before COVID 2019. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. when it became significant. Uh, yeah. So and that's what I and how does it operate? Do you sense just the atmosphere in just like everywhere you go? When you tune in, you just sense what the spiritual texture of the atmosphere is. Explain just how okay, you pick it up. Okay, like the experience, you may have had this experience. You go to preach somewhere and you find out that the heavens are locked over the mm -hmm, place. Mm -hmm. It's as if what you're saying is bouncing back mm -hmm, to you. Mm -hmm, and that's suggestive of the fact that there is brass mm -hmm. in the atmosphere. The strongholds in the territory are very dominant. Mm. So I sense something like that when I pray. When I pray, I sense atmospheres that have been loosened because of the presence of intercessors in, mm -hmm. in the domain. Mm -hmm. And I can also sense atmospheres that are suggestive of satanic strongholds. Mm -hmm. And if, if I may add, uh, one of the strongest atmospheres I've had to deal with in, in recent times is the atmosphere of of London. Of London, which is, which is where I'm coming, because I heard you share your testimony of that. Uh, and I've, I've repeated that to a few ministers here in the UK. <laughs> so can you tell us what happened when you arrived in London for the very first time? So when I arrived in London for the first, first time, I, was, uh, I, I wasn't dressed properly. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just... The weather caught you by surprise. Yeah, you caught me by surprise. <laughs> I almost died. And, I was rescued uh, at the airport and given a jacket to wear. So I, I, yeah, that's how I was rescued. And then I was brought into my hotel room, which, which was somewhere in Canary Wharf. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I began to pray. Mm -hmm. And the more I prayed, the more my prayers bounced back. I, be, I prayed for two hours, my prayers were bouncing back. Prayed for three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours and my prayers were bouncing back. And uh, I got a little breakthrough at the 12 hour mark. Mm. And that's the hardest, the hardest I've ever experienced anywhere in the world. Wow. And your deduction of that experience, or shall I say your commentary, I've heard you make reference to this, about the witchcraft you believe is strong in the region. And sometimes people are like, oh yeah, witchcraft is an African thing. Witchcraft is, you know, but the witchcraft that's going um, on. <laughs> I am from Africa and I'm an intercessor. Mm. And I can tell you that there's no atmosphere anywhere in Africa I've ever been that is that was as strong as what I found in London. Wow. So if, uh, if we, intend to generate a measurement of witchcraft presence by reason of spiritual resistance, mm. then I can conclusively say that London is stronger in witchcraft than most of the cities of Africa. Wow. And you've been to London maybe two, three times since then. Have you still sensed that level of resistance? Or do you feel like that was also potentially you stepping into a new territory and almost being calibrated to deal with stuff such that you're not necessarily having to do that every time you come. What's your... Yes. Uh, normally, in my own experience, normally, 
it is your first visit to the place uh, that gives you the purest mm. measure mm. of the level of resistance in the territory. Mm. I've gotten used to it. Mm. It's no longer as... Um, so, but that doesn't mean anything has changed. But for <laughs> me, for me, it's no longer as it used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean something has changed, something mm. has shifted territorially. Mm. Because when, you, when things shift territorially, and, and obviously, you will find um, proof, mm. like people beginning to desire God much mm -hmm, more, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. salvation experiences, mm -hmm. supernatural conversions, mm -hmm. and things like that. There will be evidences to show that mm -hmm. there is a... In the territory. But what, what, what I see as you're saying that is the heavens over you were yes. opened. Yes. And when you minister, you can sense that open heaven. But for you to have that open heaven, you had to push through until you broke through, and now you're carrying that. But that has not necessarily expanded territorially yet. Because that, that's really revival. When, when that breaks out, when it breaks out. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's why we're here. That's why uh, I'm in prayer storm. We want to uh, set up a partnership of intercessors mm. so that we can push this darkness away and have God invade the territory. Amen, amen. When you talk about the moves of God, you talk about you know, the level of uh, investment in the spirit that needs to happen. As, you, as you've traveled across the United Kingdom, have you sensed that same level of uh, uh, resistance? Well, you said London was the hardest. Have you, have you picked up things, Glasgow. apart from Scotland? Oh, yeah. Glasgow. Yeah. Glasgow was almost equally strong. Wow. Yes. Wow. I had to labor. I had to labor. Everything was against me. Everything was against me. So for Glasgow, um, what we did was that I said, okay, I'm not doing this alone anymore. Uh, so some brethren, we gathered together, paid for a place, and we prayed for 10 hours. And uh, then we could feel a little release. And, and the release was actually little, mm. little release. I know about strongholds. I know uh, what, how powerful prayer is. And if the average Christian can be mobilized, uh, <laughs> everything here will change. Wow. It wow. is a season of the United Kingdom. Mm. And uh, little prayer will translate to much. And I wonder what, any commentary you have on Manchester, because you've been to Manchester, you've been to the Midlands, I know you've been to Leicester as well. Are there any key things that stand out to you in any of these other locations as well? Uh, I need to say something about the Midlands. Mm. I was in Leicester, and when I got to Leicester, after the first uh, night of the meeting I came for, when I went to sleep, I had a dream, and I saw the witches of the territory. Mm and witchcraft tunnels and all kinds of infrastructure built onto um, witchcraft. So Leicester, Peterborough, and all those cities of the Midlands uh, are strongholds for witchcraft. Mm. Strongholds. strongholds for witchcraft. Would you say then that because of, such, because of the kind of stronghold in the region, there's a texture the church will have to adopt. Only the texture of the warrior church will do. Exactly. And so any kind of 
church activity or church expression that is not carrying that DNA, is not cutting through. It's not helping to facilitate God's agenda. God's agenda. It's, it's just an activity. God will bless it to the extent to which he can, but it's, it, it's, just, it's just by the way. Wow. And it's sad because you see that there's a lot of activities we do. Christians, we can get busy. <laughs> busy with a lot of activities. But it could be that the activities are our good ideas and not necessarily God's idea. And, you know, I often say, I want to just find out what God's doing and get on board with that. As opposed to me trying to generate something. So territories have unique kind of uh, emphasis. I don't know even how yeah, to word that. Based on the the way the God, based on the way God has uh, uh, purposed to manifest in that territory, and perhaps the equivalent opposition is because of the prophetic potential in that region. Of course, uh, if you go to the book of Revelation, you will see that each church was territorial, mm. and the prescription of Christ for each church was consistent to the territory. So there's a strategy that God has for territories. And the intention of God is that each, the churches within the territories will be in conformity with the strategy for the territory. And if that local expression of the body of Christ is operating outside of the strategy, that activity cannot be what will give earthly permission for heavenly mm -hmm. interference sufficient for God to achieve his purpose. Wow. And God will keep waiting waiting until the people that sustain that shape can show up. Then his sovereignty goes to work. Wow, wow. And, and right I, now I can say with, with all accuracy that there is a call for intercessors in mm -hmm. the United Kingdom because the shape of what God wants to do has a very robust <coughs> intercessory molecule. Mm -hmm. So there's a call for. For intercessors to arise. And what would you say to people that say, you know what, I don't know if this intercession thing is for me. <laughs> or even leaders that would think in that way. Well, I just want to invite them to pray a storm and they'll, <laughs> maybe they'll, might have. I didn't pay him to say that, just so you know. <laughs> maybe they might have a rethink. They need to experience the atmosphere, atmosphere. of supplication. There's yeah, a spirit that oh, yeah, drives yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And if you have drank from that cup... You're, you're ruined for life. Yeah. You, you, you can never settle. When, when you've been in that place, oh my goodness, it's incredible. Now, because we're in Manchester, I can't help but ask. Now, you don't have to say anything, but if you do, I would love to hear. Did you sense anything in this region as you came? This is your second time ministering in Manchester. If uh, I'm right. I must say that uh, the atmosphere in Manchester was much better than really? any, any other place. Wow. Yes. Birmingham was strong. My first visit to Birmingham was strong. But Manchester was friendly. Mm -hmm. And that's not because of me. <laughs> that's not me being friendly. You're talking about just friendly. the spiritual and, uh, environment. And uh, from what we had yesterday mm. night, the release of the presence of God, you will know that uh, a tower of prayer is being built in this place. So we took advantage of the presence of the Tower of Prayer mm. that is accumulating in this space. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so encouraging. And uh, as we kind of round up, I, I want to get your perspective uh, post-COVID. 
You know, COVID is sh shaking things up a lot. I, uh, as we talk about the United Kingdom, perhaps even in that context, are you sensing any emphasis from God for the church as we are coming out of this crazy time, these last two years? Uh, is there anything that the Lord is putting on your heart as this is what the Spirit is doing in the nations or in the nation, perhaps? Well, um if you look carefully, you'll find out that uh, COVID was like a, the end of an era and the beginning of a new era. And um, the previous era that ended uh, was an era of church management, church, you know, denomination was, uh, you know, the major merchandise, but that era has ended. Mm. And right now, what God wants to bring to the nations, which is the reason for which the devil introduced COVID in the first place, mm. but God allowed it, mm. is because it is the time for a revival. Mm. So the revivalist anointing mm. is, is coming back. The spirit of Elijah. Wow. Is coming back, and uh, that's the uh, there's a radical change from what was and what is. There's a radical change, and uh, what we are expecting now is revival. Mm -hmm. What we are expecting now is a growing prayer movement in the nations. Mm -hmm. What we are expecting now is. Uh, preaching that is born by inspiration, that comes from the heart of God, mm. that can stir up the spirits of men. Mm. What we are expecting now are dimensions of the manifestation and the demonstration of the Spirit in a measure that is different from what we have seen and known. Wow. We are expecting God to come on the stage in such a robust way like we have never seen before. That's wow. what we are expecting in the nations now. Amen, amen. That is incredibly powerful. As we bring this interview to, to a close, I, I would love you to pray for people watching. Uh, I know as you've been watching, I don't know about you, but I've been stirred just listening to the encounters, the prophetic words uh, about the United Kingdom. You may be watching and you're not from the United Kingdom. Believe with us. <laughs> stand with us. Release your prayers. What you saw, you would reap, remember? So stand, believe with us for something significant. I believe, I'm a missionary here, you know, and you know, that's one of the things that connects me with Apostle so much because he's a missionary too. One of the things that uh, I know is God is not finished with the United Kingdom, and I believe there's some great things that we're going to begin to see exploding. But I know you've carried such a huge grace in mobilizing prayer. I mean, I've been to Makodi. I've seen how people pray, the young people. I've seen other people that are not in Makodi but have caught fire from your flame, and they're burning elsewhere, leading another army. I'm like, oh, my goodness. The fire, it, there's something, even with the youth, it, it's quite intense. And you see, I, sorry, this, I'm going off on the tangent here, but I can't help but say, even the prayer fire, I'm seeing different manifestations of it. Like how I see it manifest with you and some of the company in my court is different to how I see it manifest with some of the other people that have carried it, uh, sparked their fire from you. So it's like I'm seeing various 
unique expressions of that prayer anointing. I don't know how, what you want to call it, but you can you can sense it. And even as I watch, I'm going, that's slightly different to what I am normally carrying and used to, but I can sense there's something deep going on in here. In fact, before we get you to pray, do you want to comment on that at all? Uh, I learned a lot when I went to Brazil. Mm. Uh, the, there is a way we on the continent of Africa experience the power of God. Mm. And what, like when the power of God comes on, on us, we Africans, uh, we get slain and all of that. And but, we share a lot. We, yeah, but I went to Brazil and uh, when the power of God is released, they jump. Mm. They don't fall, they jump. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, That's one I'm not used to. So, so they, they just jump. And that's, that's the effect of the power on them. So yeah. um, there are various textures mm. of the same stream. Mm. You can find it gentle. You can find it aggressive. Yeah. You can find it. So it's the same spirit, but um, it has various expressions. Oh, that's so various good. Textures. That's what you always say, that you can find it gentle, you can find it aggressive, you can find the different... Uh, uh, expressions of the same spirit. The key thing, though, I believe, or one of the key things is to not be quick to judge if it's not you, if it's what not fitting what you're... Because some people, they feel anointed, they do a praise break dance, you know, like they do in America a lot. <laughs> and, and that's their only expression of God moving, and they think that's it. And I'm not knocking that as well. I'm saying you have to be aware that the Holy Spirit moves and there could be various manifestations. And as we talk about prayer, the way that manifests sometimes can be quite uh, uh, unique in some, some cultures and, and places, depending on what God wants to achieve there. And the person leading the movement to what they're carrying as well. Yes, it's going to influence the texture of the outflow. Yeah. But it's the same spiritual substance that is responsible for all the numerous textures of expression. So I think we'll need um, uh, a broader heart of, of accommodating things that are not exactly within the context of our experience, mm. especially when we judge in the spirit and find out that God is the one behind it. Amen, yes. Yeah. So Apostle Rome, I would love you to pray and release something over us. Even here in the Preston studio, we want to go deeper. We want to go, we want to invest more. We want to want to be a prayer generating machine. <laughs> we want to add to that move, not for our name, but we want to make sure we're releasing the investment that heaven is needing to release that rain upon the land. And many people watching are sensing that same thing. So can you just release uh, whatever the Lord puts on your heart over us? Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that you stretch forth your hand over everyone that is listening on the other side and that the spirit of supplication and the spirit of intercession will rest upon the hearts of each and every one of them and that you will begin from their hearts to kindle a, a fire within the context of your neighborhood, something that Satan will not be able to resist in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. I ask, Lord, that you use these words that have been spoken in this interview as, as seeds mm. that will come on the hearts of men mm. and stir them up mm. in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. 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 Wow. What an honor. What a privilege. What a blessing. I hope you have been encouraged. And uh, even though I am right here interviewing Apostle, I'm probably going to watch this back myself and just soak it all in again because I've been so blessed just having you here with us. So uh, I want to encourage you, listen, we're not just talking, thing, we're not just sharing things here just to get you excited for a moment. We believe God's raising up an army and you're called to be part of that army. And one of the ways you're going to start is you're going to say, Lord, make me an intercessor, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl of prayer. I'm not going to let go. I'm going to be one of those watchmen on the wall that will not give you no rest until. Look at that word, until. So you've set yourself to not let go. There, letting go is not an option at all, you know. And so you need to ask, Lord, I want that spirit of a warrior. That's what we're about. You see, we're wearing this lion T-shirt. You know, we're called to be that kind of lion roaring, you know, in the spirit realm, never giving up. So I want to bless you to go and be everything God has called you to be in the spirit. Thank you for watching. See you soon. We hope you enjoyed this prayer storm podcast. For more content, find us on Instagram at prayerstorm, all one word, and on YouTube, prayerstorm TV.